When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the second episode of our Edifice series. We'll actually be getting to our own character creation in this episode, but before that happens, time for some more announcements. As we mentioned at the beginning of our last episode, Devin did some beautiful art for Descent into Midnight. Mm-hmm. I will put a link in the show notes, or Ryan will, I guess. I don't know. I typed them up. He'll put them in there. Whatever. <laughs> um, so there will be a link in the show notes to their tweet about it. It is absolutely breathtaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan and I have gushed a few times about how much we love this game. And I was so excited to find out that they hired Devin to do some work for it. I was even more excited to find out that one of the pieces that she did is based off the amazing game I got to play with her at a catacon. So please take a look at it um, for no other reason than sometimes it's just nice to look at pretty things. Yeah, that's got to be a cool feeling to see some something that you helped create be put into a visual form like that. It was so cool. And she was drawing stuff at the table while we were playing. Um, but this visualization of our town and this builder and everything, like it's exactly how I imagined it, which I think is even cooler. So I'm just, I'm thrilled. And so everyone should take a look at it because Descent into Midnight is a great game. Devin is a wonderful person and an amazing artist. And just like, go look at pretty things with your eyes. Mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> And speaking about things that we love, uh, we are in the month of February, the month of love. And the One Shot Network is currently doing a giveaway to win a free advertisement, uh, which is a shout out on campaign or one shot. Uh, They are giving that away to someone who tweets about their favorite network program using the hashtag one shot hearts. James will be judging entries based on four criteria. Hearts, how many likes or retweets you have, earnestness, you're really being genuine, creativity, you do something fun and interesting, and communication, someone says they'll listen to a show after your tweet. We would love to hear from you about our show or any other show on the network, so feel free to tag your favorite one-shot show with the hashtag OneShotHearts on Twitter. Everyone, a catacon is back! So instead of us just gushing about it for several minutes, I'm going to read the official paraphrased, I love you, Michael, blurb (laughs) that Michael wrote. The convention is going to be held November 8th through the 10th this year. It's hosted by the RPG Academy podcast and their network. It's a gaming convention that focuses on role-playing games of all types, so not just D&D or Pathfinder. Mm-hmm. It's a place to learn about new games, either new to you or new to everyone. We've done some playtesting. Ryan, you playtested Chimera there last year. Um, yes. A lot of people bring their games to kind of just try them out. It's super fun. There's even more to do there. You have live shows um, where some podcasts do recordings. We did one on character creation, which was so much fun. Um, (laughs) There are seminars on certain topics, including running RPGs, designing RPGs, kickstarting projects, self-publishing, all that kind of stuff. And I think, honestly, one of my favorite things about it is that 
because it is a small con, about 500 attendees last year, your ability to spend time with content creators and the people that are there as special guests Mm -hmm. is so much higher than it is at something like Gen Con. Not that I don't love Gen Con, but (laughs) I think that you have a unique opportunity to sit down and talk to all of the people that you're like super jazzed to meet. Um, I know that I got to play in a game with Katrina Ostrander last year, and that was so cool to me. Two years ago, before I was on this network, I got to sit down and playtest Dungeon Dome with James and have a chat with him, and that was really exciting for me. I know a lot of people said that to us last year, that it was exciting to get time to kind of chat with us. It's just like everybody's kind of mingling together. Mm -hmm. Um, I call it the friendship convention because I think that you're there to just hang out. That's pretty accurate, yeah. Yeah, at this point, I am now no longer reading (laughs) Michael's (laughs) copy, and I'm just gushing, which I said I wouldn't do. Um, The point of all of this is to say it's a great place to hang out with people that you are interested in talking to. It's a great place to play games. I think the last two years I've only signed up for two games and I've still managed to be busy the whole weekend. Um, But all of that said, the Kickstarter for Akatacon is going up March 21st and will run through April 20th. The Kickstarter allows them to ensure that the con can happen. They need the funds to cover the deposits for their space and pay for printing um, for their badges and bringing guests and all of that kind of stuff. So you'll be able to buy badges after the Kickstarter too, but if the Kickstarter doesn't fund, the con can't happen. So we really, really encourage you to take a look at that. We will put a link to it um, in our show notes once it is live and we will keep talking to you about it because honestly, it is my favorite convention. (laughs) So um, there's discounts for people who want to GM games. So if you're worried about cost and that kind of stuff, that's certainly an option. I think for the price, it is one of the best opportunities to hang out and play games with people. All of that said, uh, Akatacon Kickstarter, March 21st, actual Akatacon, November 8th. You can do it. Please be there. It's very good. <laughs> it is very good. I, I love it so much. Speaking of conventions, though, uh, one more notice that we will be at Gen Con. Um, I will be running some playtests of Chimera, and Amelia will be running a brand new L5R adventure that she is writing. Ooh. I'm so excited. I've been working on it recently, and I'm so excited about it. And you guys know that I don't run games. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very nervous. I ran, like, kind of tried my hand at GMing a little bit recently, um, and I've learned that writing my own adventure is the way that I want to go. So Mm -hmm. Tanner has been helping me work on that. Um, And oh, guys, it's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. I'm very excited. (laughs) That's awesome. And also, we will be doing several panels, uh, either together or uh, not together. So keep an eye out for all of that. We would love to see you there. Ryan, review time? I believe it's review time. Review time. Yeah. Uh, this one comes from Peter with two R's on Stitcher. It is titled, I like this podcast. I listen to this show while at work. I enjoy the voices and diversity of the people they interview. It's a nice way to get acquainted with the different RPG systems as they interview people from varying settings and games. Thank you. Yes. Thank great. you. Short and sweet and very to the point. I, I like it. it. I love mm-hmm. it. Very especially good. When, especially when our cold open is as long as it is this week. Oops, sorry. <laughs> I was very excited. <laughs> That's okay. We love excitement here. All right. Well, with that out of the way, let's get on with the show.
last time on Character Creation Cast, Devin, Amelia, and myself were finishing up figuring out some details for our own edifice. In this case, we were going to be building up a child from birth named Clairvoyance, because she is the first god reborn, heralding the return of the gods in the world that we're creating. Let's pick up right where we left off last time. Enjoy the show. Yeah, so clairvoyance is her name, as mm-hmm. our, our, I keep saying godchild, but it, that means something other than what I'm saying. <laughs> right. Child god. Our child god. There we go. Our child mm-hmm. god. So she's our edifice. We're going to build her up and, and raise her up. Right. So we have to list three external forces trying to hinder the construction of the edifice. Which means that we have to figure out who would try and stop us. Because these need to be resources that we can pull in when things go bad. To be like, why mm-hmm. did this go bad? Oh, it's because of X, Y, and Z. I think we need, like, a godly bad guy and an earthly bad mm-hmm. guy and then, like, a big earthly bad guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was going to say, I think that there's, like, some city-state or something yeah. that, like, maybe like originally had a claim on this area like before the ley lines mm-hmm. moved or something like that mm-hmm. um i agree so and then yeah well yeah, yeah this this mountain this mountain has to be somewhere and this somewhere has to be probably within one of these city states mm-hmm. and it might just be like um maybe it's a national monument type deal where you know like mount fiji is uh for japan or mm-hmm. something like that where it's just like it's like a national landmark that that everybody knows and loves because of its distinct shape. And it's... Uh, it's something always seen from a distance and always depicted yes. from a distance, but it's not necessarily somewhere you go. Exactly. It's uh, from my home state. Um, it's uh, like the old man on the mountain, which fell off when I was a kid. <laughs> so no one goes there anymore. <laughs> oh, no. So I, I was going to say, like, so I think that, like, if there's, like, this national, like, city state nation whatever Mm -hmm. like force and then if we have like a godly force but then i also like the idea of having like some kind of like environmental force like something like internal to the mountain mm -hmm. or something about the mountain what if it's a volcano i feel i was gonna say a volcano or like like possibly like the risk of an avalanche Mm -hmm. i like the risk i like the idea i think a volcano might be too easy of an answer yeah what if it's what if it's not like traditional volcano what if it's like like, uh, what if like what if the ley lines themselves like make the mountain yeah unstable? what it, yeah there's a risk of earthquakes or something yeah. like that because like if the magic like builds up too what much if or something. this is an old building and since we draw upon the ley lines that destabilizes this mountain in this building and we're always working to fix it up and we never know when we're when our running to keep up with it will not be enough yes so i like that then we need a name for the oh. the place that we're staying and you, you just I, I don't know. I'll, I'll throw this idea out there because it just blew by my mind when you said building. What if the mountain was constructed in the past and the whole mountain is actually a device that is a weapon and we don't know it? <gasps> a weapon? Like a, like a city-state? Or the gate? Maybe it's unclear. Yeah, maybe I, maybe we don't know. That might be a thing where it's like we don't know until the ending or near the end uh-huh. when all of a sudden we go, oh, this prompt makes sense. We have to use this prompt because it uh-huh. has to be a weapon or it has to be a gate. Yeah. So we can we can keep that open that this mountain is more it is more than meets the eye. Yeah, I really like the idea of this being this the whole mountain being 
a built structure, but nobody knows that it's a built structure. Like it's been here for so long. Yeah, it's been here for so long. Maybe everybody that thinks it's just a mountain. Ancients. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like super ancient and super technological, but like in such a subtle way that it looks like just a mountain yeah, with caves. You can't go down the caves too deep because you'll encounter strange things. Yeah. So we're sitting on top of a landmine. Uh, so we need a name for the temple. <laughs> or it doesn't have to be a temple. I I, I don't. Yeah. I like the idea of it being almost like a manor, like an abandoned manor or something, or an old keep actually. But we need a name for the keep. I I like the idea of title. The name title for the um, city state, but title as in like the tide. Mm-hmm. So like a tidal like a, wave. Like a tidal force, yeah. Like a title, like a title force. That's a joke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like the city state of title is the one that we're in, and they are one of the more warlike people. Um, the mountain, the keep. I feel like a really simple, like descriptive name is fine here. Um, so the keep is like the the place where we're residing in this mountain, right? Yeah, it's our like base. Yeah. So is it? I, I keep wanting to say like a flower, which is really dumb, but like bluebell keep is really dumb, or like lily keep. But for some reason, <laughs> that keeps coming into my head. Uh, I think that like it needs to be some kind of like flower that grows in the snow. Okay, though. I got you. I love flower symbols. <laughs> is there a snow flower that? Um... The only one I can think would of be associated like, with like dreams or there's a flower called hellebore hellebore keep <laughs> and it apparently i googled flowers that grow in snow uh i'm just doing i'm just doing mountain flowers known as christmas roses Ooh. we could do hellebore i like hellebore yeah it's h-e-l-l-e-b-o-r-e h okay wait hellebore. hold on i need you to spell that again sorry for me because i'm bad h sure it's hell hell with the word hell nice <laughs> e e B O R E. Oh, so it's just hella bore. Hella H E L L E, you said? Okay. Mm-hmm. And then title and then clairvoyance. Um, cool. And so the last one, and so it's also maybe it's hella bore mountain. Mm-hmm. Uh, or just bore mountain or something. Well, I, we can figure that one out later. Uh, mm-hmm. But we also need, is that, that's not enough. We need one that's like a godly threat. So maybe that's the threat is the next person coming through. Or maybe it's like the, oh, what if it's the, like, like the, the things that are associated with this deity that's being like, why are you raising this kid? Like, Hmm. you know how like um, certain deities are associated with certain animals? Yeah. So Mm -hmm. like the Raven Queen is associated, of course, with ravens. So like maybe clairvoyance is associated with something. And we kind of have that. Although I don't know, I'm not sure. I kind of like the idea of like the next person coming through the gate or returning might be a threat, and like their presence and like the the um, signs that they're returning aren't good, and we think it's a, like yeah, because I like the idea that like we don't necessarily know like what clairvoyance is because we said that like the whole reason that we removed this child is so that they would be shaped by the environment. So I don't think that we know all that much about her yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'll just say. And I think the next gods, I think, need to be a threat. So I like the idea of just the the oncoming deities or the next, the heralds of the deities to come. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think then we can use, yeah, your herald word. I think they are just called the heralds. Yes. I'm sorry. I just really Ooh. like heralds because it's, it's very foreboding, but also kind of like it can be positive and negative. Mm-hmm. Right. 
So those it. are our three. The next thing we need to do is we need to name uh, several NPCs. And we can we do about three to five is a good number. There's three of us, so three is perfect. Um, but we basically come up with characters that are in this world, and we give them a name, and we also give them like their job, like what they do in the world. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of naming someone in this village below us. I'm not sure mm-hmm. who, but I think someone down there. I mean, I, I think it's probably like a shopkeeper that we get our supplies from. Okay. What do you think we need them? What? Who? Who do we visit a lot that would be important to us? Because it's best. I mean, we need. Food. We need food. I was gonna say like a butcher or something. A grocer or yeah. Yeah. Well, butcher is fun because you can do fights and butcher shops look really cool. <laughs> so a butcher and what is their name? <sighs> <laughs> Names are hard. They are <laughs> Lily I, I, keep, <laughs> I keep thinking Cleveland because <laughs> no, <Cleaver. yeah>, no. <laughs> but I'm like no. <laughs> um, how about Lily Instinctive? Ooh, I like interesting. It. Her name is Lily. I like it. Lily Instinctive. Or we'll just do Lily Instinct. I think that's a little bit easier to say. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we have Lily the Butcher. I, again, Lily was stuck in my head. I was like, oh, gotta get that one out somehow. Um, <laughs> I think, is there anyone else living in this place with us? Or is it just us? I kind of like the idea of it just being us. Yeah, I think yeah, just I us do too. At, the, at the quote unquote sanctuary. Oh, sanctuary is good. So we are the, the Hellebore, we are in the Hellebore sanctuary. I like that. Yes. Because that's also kind of has this kind of like a deity aspect to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like how paganistic this is. I'm about it. Um, it's very good. It's good. I love that. <laughs> Holds up my Mjolnir hammer. <laughs> very pagan. Love it. Yeah, I think naming heads of organizations is also important. So, like, we could name mm-hmm. the general of the army of title of the city state of title. I think that sounds good. I'm just really stuck on the word lacrimose because I just really like it. What does it mean? Um, tearful. Oh, that's a good last name then. Um, what is it? But I don't think it's a good name for a general. Maybe that's our not, our other character then. That's maybe that's our third. Yeah. Um, I want to. Go ahead. Can I can I say that uh, I want I wanted to have a character. Uh, the general's good. I wanted to have a character who is the technician that has the best chance of reactivating the satellites. Okay. Maybe they live um, in this village. Maybe. Maybe they're here because they have the best connection. They're like, okay, so what if they're in an investigation team that's like looking for more nexuses and mm-hmm. also maybe if they find one of one of the really big nexuses, it'll be able to boost their ability so they can connect with the satellite. And yes. we can definitely come against them because we have to stop them from finding it out and then we have to stop them from figuring anything out. So they're like, oh. they're like the chapter one bad guys. Yeah. Well, now I'm picturing that the mountain is the link to the satellite. Oh, yes. I mean, it could be more than that. That's probably just part of it. But uh, uh-huh. what is, what's his name? The guy who's the technician. Technician. Um... Edmund Lacrimos or Edward? Hmm. For some reason, Neil was popping in my head. Sure. Neil Lacrimos. That sounds like an IT guy. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Uh technician cool and then the general can be uh, something baleful baleful is a good last name or first name baleful i don't i think baleful is a good last mm-hmm. name mm. it means deadly yeah it's good reminds me of balefire 
Wheel of Time reference. Dim baleful, maybe. Like a dim light. <laughs> I don't know. That might not be. <laughs> we can go for just random name general. <laughs> I like Rex. Rex. <laughs> Very, antagon- like very antagonistic I, name. Yeah, I was going to say, just kind put that like, right on the... I was going to say, I really like Noir. Noir Baleful. That's like really noir. over the top. How about it's Rex Noir Baleful? <laughs> How about we just go for all of them? <laughs> all right. Rex Noir. Rex Noir. Rex Noir. That's really like good. All, Can we all do... one name? Yes. Rex Noir Baleful. Yes, Rex noir. goes by Rex Noir. And Rex Noir is hyphenated. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> He's Lynn Manuel Miranda. It's Lynn, right? Is that... Where's his hyphen? Yes. It's the first. Uh, it's... It... It's in his first right. name, I think. Limit That's one. awesome. Rex, yeah. Rex Dash Noir. Yes. Rex Noir. I love this. Um, okay. So we have <laughs> our characters. We kind of had know the naming convention, which is all over the place. Um, <laughs> it's good. No, it's good. Diversity. It's good. It's good. You don't have want to have one world with all the same naming convention that's boring. Um, this isn't Star Wars. We have more than one biome in our... <laughs> I mean, I'll talk... I'd love to have a chat about, like, why that's actually a good idea, but also really dumb at the same time. Uh-huh. Um, right, like, scientifically, it makes no, no sense. I like it as a concept. Yeah, it's but good, storytelling-wise, but... ingenious. But right, also, brilliant. like, but... you can have more than one. It's okay. Um, I promise you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it won't break it. But yeah, you can you can walk from one place to another, and it, it's a different one. It's <laughs> <laughs> you can show other sides of Naboo that aren't beautiful. Like, okay, no, you can't. Okay, so the next thing we need to do. So that's we're basically done with the structure sheet. The rest is story. And actually, if we mm-hmm. have time, I would love to chat about like later. I would love to chat about what these story points might look like. What these? Uh, oh yeah prompts might how we might interpret them Mm -hmm. absolutely like i think one of our questions like later on in one of our parts is like how do you think this group would fare and so Uh like in in cases like this we would probably talk about like how we think this would go Mm -hmm. the answer is i don't know how we would fare because it's completely decided it completely decides not only how you roll dice but a big chunk is how you want to spend your points and if you are Mm -hmm. oh no 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 this is just the part where we make up our fan fiction about how we wanted this Uh which is Uh well we did really good. We interpreted it perfectly. We're amazing. Um, okay. So the first thing that we really need to talk about, the first thing we ever deal with when creating characters is the archetypes, because that's the core of your character. Mm-hmm. You can do it one of two ways. You can either draw randomly. Um, also, another thing, you only get one of each archetype in a group. You're never allowed to double up. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Because if you have two allies or like two buttresses, like mm-hmm. um you don't need that. It's a superfluous character. And, like, if you're writing mm-hmm. a book, you would cut that character. Plus, it makes more sense. Yeah. So you can either choose them or you can uh, choose them randomly. That's what the cards are for. I suggest choosing them randomly because it's more fun to be, like, to work your character around that. Um, but that's up to you guys. I'd also say that if you are ever playing this for the first time and you don't really want to run into inter like inter-party conflicts, like, you don't really want these characters to ever be at odds with each other too much, then I would always remove the turret and rafter cards because uh-huh. that's the betrayer and the anti-hero and that can create some it there's a potential for creating like more arguing and more like hard feelings if you guys aren't all mm-hmm. okay with pe- some people sabotaging people. I think those were the two that I didn't want 
but I was cool with absolutely everything else. We can also, if you guys want to like randomly choose or like roll a d12, or like I can just pick one out for you guys. Yeah, do you want to just draw cards yeah. for us? Because you have the cards. Okay. Mix it up and draw one. Do you want to shuffle them up? Yeah. Shuffle it up. I mean, let's use those cards. Let's do it. And also, if you really don't want the buttress, or not, sorry, the turret, or the... Um, we'll just draw again. Well, we don't have do. to play the game, yeah. so... That's, yeah. that's fair. So Ryan can deal. You can also, yeah. one of the things that's really fun is you can betray your nature and be something that you're not and don't Ooh. end up with a lot of points, but you've kind of made your own way. You've got a cool story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It just means that you don't have a lot of points and you kind of drove yourself into the ground, which I think is really fun and interesting. And it just means mm -hmm. your character doesn't contribute as much necessarily, but it it means that you sure made a decision, so... <laughs> I would encourage that. I think that's interesting because I think the chance of failures rise with that. Okay, so first one for whoop, shuffling twelve cards is hard. Uh, mm -hmm. First one for Amelia is the pediment, which is the romantic. Ah, all right. You don't like the one I didn't want. <laughs> it's okay. Now you can be famously married. Famously married. Uh. And Ryan. <laughs> yes. Which is the lintel, the leader. Ooh. And Interesting. I would have, I would have, like, if I had to pick, I would have put us the other way around. What'd if you, you guys want to swap, <laughs> I got the creator, the threshold. Perfect. <laughs> if you guys want to swap, I that's like totally fine. I there's no rules for swapping, but like, if you guys want to, it's not no, gonna I'm break good. The game. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm I'm great with this. So traditionally, mm -hmm. you would keep them secret when you play the game because there are certain ones that look similar in the beginning. So, example, buttress and turret. Um, mm -hmm. Buttress is the ally, turret is the betrayer look similar in the beginning, and then they diverge at two mm. or three, chapter two or that three. That makes sense. Yeah, and so like there are certain ones that look similar and you would act similarly, and the idea is I didn't want to, you don't want to give it away. But after mm -hmm. the first, um, the end of the first chapter, it tends to get pretty obviously obvious, especially if you've played the game before and you know what questions people are asking. Yeah. So, I'm just going to read these out loud to you guys, what you guys got, if you'd like. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, Amelia's the romantic. Um, I can actually, I'm going to read you the pitch to it as well, because that's, it has a little bit more information on exactly what the pediment is. Uh, the pediment is a romantic. They tend to trust their emotions and intuition above all else. You get a plus two to personable. Uh, your relationship is to cultivate a romantic relationship with a character, which you earn three dice for. Your secret is to confide your secret in your romantic interest, one dice. Have a romantic interest confide in you, one dice. Uh, your penalty is cause or allow harm to default to befall your romantic interest. Lose two dice. Interesting. Ooh. Yeah. So it's all based so, around being romantically interested in someone and also uh, making sure someone's okay. Mm-hmm. Because it's the lover. Mm -hmm. Which the joke on this is this is during the, the like, the pediment was, like, in a lot of uh, construction during like the classic romantic period like it was like the roman romanticized like architecture was put up there and that's why it's oh. romantic <laughs> nice i love it uh -huh. which is really dumb and then the lintel you know stuff leans on the lintel and rests on the lintel so that's why it's you have to nice. hold people up so i like it the lintel the leader is um where's the lintel the lintel is a leader of the people. They want to see change change in the world and are not afraid to influence events and people as they see fit. You get a plus two to keen. Relationship. Mm -hmm. Be considered the leader of the character group. Two dice. Secret. Know as many secrets as possible. One dice per character. Penalty. Mm -hmm. Lose one dice for every character that takes more than one hit. And a hit is kind of like a 
it's something bad that happens to your character and you can choose to mark that instead of like a failure point. Mm. Um, it just means that you lose something or something bad happens and it doesn't necessarily have to be like you get hurt. It can also be like you are sick or like you mm -hmm. couldn't do this thing you really wanted to do or like someone important to you was hurt or, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think like a couple times it's been like similar things or like situations or like you're in trouble and you can't do X, Y, and Z now. Yeah. So the idea is that you're, you are protective of that, this group that you're leading and you are going to lose dice if you allow people to take the hit for you because you're the leader. And then the creator, which I think is really funny that I ended up getting this. I love that. It's perfect. <laughs> so this is the the found uh sorry, not foundation. The threshold. Um the threshold is a creator, inventor, and visionary. They want to be the best at what they do and make something utterly memorable. I get a plus two to keen. My relationship, I create a rival relationship with up to two characters, two dice per character. Um, because the idea is like you get like a rival inventor or like a rival painter or you get someone that you get to like play off of as a similar like creative person. Oh, cool. Yeah. You're supposed mm -hmm. to find someone to have a similar relationship with it too. Um, my secret is I confide a secret in chapter three, two dice. Uh, my penalty is to engage in an act of, act of destruction that is either physical or emotional. I lose one dice. Mm. Oh, I create, I don't destroy. Yes. I love it. Yeah, no kidding. Which that that's a that's a that penalty gets a little crazy because you can very easily destroy something and be like, oh wait, uh oh, uh -huh. oh no. Um, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, you can just mark down what your archetype is. Okay. If you can't remember the, uh, you can just if you can't remember the architectural term that's associated, you can just put whatever. You mm -hmm. So let me know when you guys are ready. I've got my archetype down. Mm -hmm. So the next thing that we're... I mean, I just wrote it in my notebook. Nice. That's fine. <laughs> so the next thing that we're going to choose is our profession. And this is different than other games where you run around and you're mercenaries and you fight people. You actually yeah. have a sedentary position that you do and you go to work every day. Um, and you do something and you have a skill. Um, and you actually... This is a pool of three dice that you can pull from because the idea is that it has something to do with... Uh, when you're... So like... I am thinking of playing a doctor. Um, okay. I love doctors. Uh, in in <laughs> right. stories, they tend to be there. It's like I love Bones from like Star Trek. Oh my gosh. I'm yes. a garbage. <laughs> I love, he's great. No. I love fantasy and sci fi doctors. I love clerics and I love Bones. That's what I love. Um, so uh, if I'm making a role, and let's say the crux of this, the way I would resolve this conflict is I have to heal someone, um, then of course I'm going to spend a profession die. Or maybe it's, my knowledge about some kind of like like anatomy or something then then i of course i'm going to use it i'm going to roll although i think mine's going to be a little a little off doctor but very similar and i'm very excited um, <laughs> <laughs> so mine i if you guys don't want doctor i'll take doctor all yeah, right feel free. that's fine so how does that like work into your archetype does that like matter at all or is it just for me whatever you feel like it's kind of however you feel like, but it's informed by it. Because I was planning on Doctor before I pulled the creative, the, the creator card, the threshold card. Sure. But now because I pulled that threshold card, I'll just tell you what I was planning. Um, I think that 
the creative aspect is this doctor interested in experimenting and possibly replicating or creating um like old tech that helped people and that's kind of okay that's kind of their Mm -hmm. creative process is like i'm a Mm -hmm. creator i'm going to create like limb replacements using old tech Mm-hmm. Because I think that's okay. important, and I have this knowledge of 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 both the old tech and the new tech, and magic and science, old science and new science. That's very cool. Okay, so I'm just trying to think like what would be a good profession given my. I have an idea for mine. Ooh. Um, I'm thinking my character was a like a a, a known musician or like a singer. Are you teaching them music? And well, I, I'm thinking either yeah, I'll probably because like, I think we're all music tutors in the village. to them in some way. Yeah, to uh, to her to Claire, Claire Wins. Yeah, I think uh, teaching like music and and like creating music and stuff like that would be both beneficial, <laughs> but also uh, if I'm uh, like a previously well-known mm-hmm. artist, that would help me in my leadership position because of leading my my groups of fans who have no idea what happened to me. I'm down. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> we have why is David Bowie hiding out here? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't die. He came to live here with us. Uh-huh. In our secret magic house. Mm-hmm. <sighs> that is where David Bowie it's, would be, isn't the magic <laughs> checks out it sure is a labyrinth <laughs> we we solved it you guys uh-huh. there's a labyrinth beneath the yes clearly. i was pretty much picturing probably some labyrinth. muppets down there too oh i'm sure that's the movie he's in right it's like pan's labyrinth uh, yeah. or something yep. yeah okay so i like that idea my my thing for you if you don't have an idea is i we are here to support clairvoyance so it would yes. make sense for us or at least one of us to be a tutor to teach her yes if you're interested. Yeah, in I can do that. That's totally fine. I feel like kind of like a a little bit. Um, oh God, words are hard. Which one of us would teach her sword fighting? Do we want her to know that? We do kind of want her to just like defend herself because. Right. But like, oh, I know. See, but I like picture my character as being very like, um. God, why can I not like? Oh my God, you guys! I can't hold do on. Words. I really like the fact that none of us got like the mentor, the foundation, or like um, <laughs> parapet, which is the caregiver, mm-hmm. which is like built to like yeah. keep make sure people are okay and take care of people. Yeah, I love the idea that we are totally unqualified to uh-huh. be too. <laughs> but like, there was a prophecy, so we have. To. Like, you've got like a mad a mad doctor, <laughs> a, a disgraced musician. Uh huh. And, yes. uh, um, yeah, I mean, I really want to be like kind of a, a kind of a hippie. <laughs> you're like the equivalent of like a druid. So yeah. you're, you, you know how like in Dungeon World, they, you have the ranger. Mm-hmm. No, but so continue. in Dungeon World, I've been reading the book. It's been like two pages on my, <laughs> it's taken me like five months. <laughs> I picked up a beefing in, in October, oct- uh, mm-hmm. September, and it's taken me until now to be almost done with it. So. <laughs> so one of the things that it does is that you, when you play a class in Dungeon World, you are that class. Like there, there might be other, if you're a cleric, there might be other priests of this god, but you are the cleric. 
capital T, ah. capital C. There's no other cleric like you. Like you. Mm-hmm. You are the one with these special powers. You are the one who is the coolest, bestest person yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. Um, there might be other people that have a similar power, but they don't have the power set that the cleric has. They have their mm-hmm. own. Um, so you could be that, but like something similar to that, but like the ranger, where it's mm. like you, you know, how, like Strider. Yes. So you, I feel like. I feel like I'm picturing something softer. Mm-hmm. So maybe the druid. Yes. Oh, you're a witch. Yeah. yeah. You're a witch. I like that. I like that. Yes. <laughs> I like that. Oh my god, we are such a we are we're gonna raise this child in our hippie commune. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean that's what I want. Like, yes. Our Hellebore Sanctuary, the hippie commune. <laughs> in very small letters underneath it. <laughs> Yeah, I like that a lot. <sighs> I'm imagining that, uh, I mean, speaking of defense, we probably teach her, like, a defensive form of, you know, just protective martial arts, nothing weapon-based. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say, I think something, right. like, uh, something similar to, like, jujitsu, which is all about using other people's body weight. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Not like that exactly, but our this world's equivalent of yep. it. Yeah, fantasy jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Yes, a science fantasy <laughs> yeah. jujitsu. <laughs> Um, yes. Yeah. Which just is really fun and cool. I took a couple classes and because I'm tiny. So. <laughs> <laughs> you should probably learn how to throw other people around. And I was like, that's valid. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would love to try it at some point. It's fun. I d- I've done taekwondo, karate, and jujitsu. So I've had a, nice. a smattering. My favorite was taekwondo because I got to kick really high. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the next thing is secrets um so we're gonna i think we should talk and we'll we'll discuss these secrets and come up with them in the open in when you really play this game you don't tell your secret the idea is these are genuinely secret they're not even like oh it's meta knowledge secret no we're talking like these are secret because there's no gm because there's Mm -hmm. no whatever it's entirely up to you to stage this so it's best if it's hush hush we should probably come up with them silently to or to ourselves and then once we're all done reveal them that's good I, although i'd like to read a couple of well, we can read examples yeah examples yeah because like coming with the secrets for me is always really hard out of nowhere yeah. but um so here we go there was an accident and i'm at fault i'm in a romantic relationship with someone i shouldn't be <laughs> <laughs> i'm related to someone important i'm part of an organization i'm keeping someone safe which is actually something we're all doing. Um, mm-hmm. I'm hunting someone important. Past failures were all my fault. I'm not who I say I am. I have access to knowledge that no one should be able to know. I'm on the run. And the idea is that you would take something like that and you would make it your own. So you wouldn't say, mm-hmm. I'm on the run. You would say, like, I'm on the run from, like, title, which we all are. But mm-hmm. you could yeah. be specific and, and talk about why. These are secrets amongst ourselves instead of, like, secrets to the world, right? Yes, these are secrets that we haven't told anyone that, like, none of the players will know. Like, NPCs could know, and, like, the world could know, but the idea is these players, these people you're working with don't know this about you. Mm -hmm. So, like, your fan base back in, I don't know, main main guy city could know, (laughs) but we don't. Uh Uh-huh. So do we have to work off of one of these, or can we just, like, make up? No, you can make up whatever. That's just, like, things to get you started. A place to start. Cool. Because I didn't have it in there, and like at first, and there was a lot of people being like, "I don't know," and I was like, "Okay, I'll get to you some examples." Uh, but mm-hmm. a fun, fun secret: the first time I ever read the al- ran the alpha game, the reason why I knew I liked secrets was 
The first secret that ever got revealed in a game I ever ran of this was I can't read. Oh. That was their secret <laughs> that they can't read, and I was like, "This is—is is this Trist? Like, oh my god! Yes, <laughs> this is Trist Valentine. Why is he? Why is he in this game? It was a bird person too. It was like a bird person was like, I can't read. <laughs> oh, I love that. It was really good. I think I know what I- I'm done. I I already knew what it was going to be because I've been building this character in my head as we've talked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a GM. I'm really good with coming up with characters on the fly because <laughs> my players are like, oh, it's time to go in here. And I'm like, time to come up with 40 characters off the... Do you have your secret, right? I do. Okay. Who wants to go first? I drew your card first, Amelia. Okay. I'll go first. Um, my secret is, I'm going to say, that I am devoted to a different god. Oh, that's good. Ooh. Okay. Who's next? Ryan. I'm next? Okay. Yes. Okay. So I went into hiding because I was able to interface with ancient tech, which hurt somebody I cared about but kept me safe. Oh, I like that. Mine is also an old tech one. One of my limbs is an old tech replacement. That's why I know it can be done. Ooh. I love it. So at some point that would have come out either in play or Mm -hmm. as a, a talking point. I came up with a name, too, for my person. Oh, who's your person? Oh, yeah, we didn't name our people. Mm-hmm. I, we can get to the... I usually... Do, I name people last. That's why mm. I haven't come up with a name. Oh, I know I usually do, too, but, like, I'm going to need a lot of time to think. <laughs> Start thinking. All right. So the next thing we have to do uh, is our fault. As I said, faults might be going out, so don't worry about it too much. Um, faults, they're just basically the seven deadly sins, except without... Lust and gluttony. Gluttony because that's kind of hard to show at the table and can be rolled kind of into greed and lust because that can make things awkward. Um, (laughs) Yeah, and I'm not... And you already have a romantic. I don't want to... Yeah, we already have a romantic, which is already like, if you're uncomfortable with that, please pull another card kind of thing. But... Totally. Like, that's whatever you guys are comfortable with. Please play however you're comfortable. But uh, I was like, I don't want to put that out into the world and know that there's definitely someone who's going to abuse that. So... Mm -hmm. um, Lust is not on the list. It's envy, greed, pride, wrath, hate, and sloth. So I added hate because I felt like that was a, a worthwhile thing. What a fault is, is it's something that you kind of like give into um, in kind of, I guess, like kind of like a moment of weakness to a certain extent. But it's when you use your fault. Um, let me back up. You can draw upon your fault to add dice to a roll when you're trying to resolve a prompt. And they hurt you in the long run. They're actually uh, taken off of your end score. So the idea is that you give into this, and yes, it gives you a point, and it, and you roll the dice, but that dice gets immediately taken away. Um, and if you, when you roll and you roll ones, which are failures, you can actually mark off a fault to remove that one. Um, so the idea is that your fault, whenever you give into it, whenever you are prideful, whenever you are wrathful, those things are going to inevitably make it harder for you in the long run. So it's short-term versus long-term benefits. Yes. I don't know if you want to keep this in, but I'm planning on changing it because I'm not in love with it. And I know you ask about like what's the weakest part later, and that's the fault. <laughs> 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 I know exactly what it is, and I need to fix it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's a work in progress. Um, my favorite always to go through is, is hate because that's the easiest and kind of the broadest. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to try and do something else. Oh, I know. And you can just like circle whichever one it is. Yeah, I'm going to go with envy. Nice. Oh, that well, a performer. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I think I want to go with pride. Oh, I was also going to go with pride. 
Uh, we can have the same. It's all right. Because we both of ours is going to express itself differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those bubbles that have like circles above it, that's what you're supposed to cross off as you, because you only have 10 to spend because you can't, you can't screw yourself entirely over. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and just to give you, uh, to talk to you a little bit more about this character sheet, the hits over here are ones you fill in as you go. Uh, whenever you spend dice from your character sheet, um, from your qualities, which we'll go over. Uh, you will mark how many you spend because that's going to be points later on. Mm. Okay. It's like the more effort, the more dice you you, the more of yourself you give to this edifice, the the better the edifice will end, and the better you will end. Awesome. Um, and let me make sure that I have the correct array for this. So for your attributes or qualities, why does it going to edit my own game? Because I wrote that wrong. Uh, <laughs> all your qualities are dice pools. Um, and yeah. they're going to start at two dice each. And then you get a plus two for your uh, archetype, which if you mm-hmm. forgot, I can let you know right now. Yep. Uh, the creator is plus two keen, so I, that's a four for me. Leader is plus two keen as well, and the pediment is plus two personable. So we have smart mm-hmm. and uh, charismatic people. Right. Uh, and you also get four dice to distribute wherever you want. Um, so to describe what the each quality is, agile uh, is basically action, swift reflexes, quick thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's physical and mental gymnastics, if that makes any sense. Um, mm-hmm. Keen is wits, information, or insight. That's like your raw brain power. Um, putting pieces of information together, knowing the correct information, etc. Um, personable is nature, charm, force of personality. It's it's basically charisma, but with a more fun word to say. Um, mm-hmm. And also, personable has a more positive element that I'm I, I enjoy. I like it. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's a fun word to say. Also, so stalwart is perseverance, constitution, or raw strength. It's kind of like it has a lot to do with your physical will. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas, like keen is kind of your mental will, stalwart is your physical will, and personable and agile is your social and mental gymnastics gonna put more and so you said they all start with two then we get plus two from our uh, archetype and then we have you said four to distribute mm-hmm. wherever you would like okay i am putting them in interesting places and i'm not sh- in this game i'm not sure how it show it turn out mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm. okay i got mine i'm gonna be putting uh well i've got two for agile mm-hmm. uh i start with four keen mm-hmm. i put all my points into personable si- so, so i'm at six Nice. And two for stalwart. Awesome. I'm at four agile, six keen, two personable, and two stalwart. Nice. Yeah. I was thinking Dr. Inventor should probably mm-hmm. be mentally agile in both information and like quick thinking. So. Mm-hmm. And then not strong and not good at talking to people. Because <laughs> I like grumpy doctors. They're my favorite. Yeah. I'm going to do four in agile, three in Oh, wait, no, that doesn't add up. Hold on. You you get a plus two in personable, I believe, because you're the... Right. right. So that's two. I'll, I just can't count. I, like, lost it should be 14 in total. Okay, that helps. Three, six, 11. No, I'm definitely missing. Guys, I just... Oh, my God. It's like two... Like, my meds have long since worn off here. Three, six, five, 11, two. Yep. So it should if add you, 14. If you show me, I can... I can right. I, got, I think I'm just, yeah, I think I just can't 
tell if this is one or two. I, I had a soda like two hours ago, so my AD my ADD is is uh, <laughs> also starting to come <laughs> yeah. back. Um, so I'm gonna do four in agile, three in keen, five in personable, and two in stalwart. Nice, nice. Got awesome. a couple personable people here. I am not personable. <laughs> <laughs> the questions at the bottom we don't have to answer. They're just kind of they're they, there's no mechanical reason. Those are just kind of like resources. If you answer them, you can pull them in. That kind of thing. Because um, mm-hmm. a lot of these things that don't have a mechanical use are less are less for mechanical reasons and more for resources for you when you're kind of uh, improving the scenes. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, so we don't have oh, to. Interesting answer them but i can read them out to y'all uh what matters to you the most what do you have with you from long ago how do you think the edifice will change the world and i think the bottom one is pretty obvious here mm-hmm. yes we think that this will bring back the deities and she will bring order again mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. clairvoyance will be our vision oh i love it what a good name it's good um, and then we have to come up with a name, which is also my least favorite part. Mm-hmm. I'm bad at this. Oh, yeah. I lost track of that. I was doing that. I went with uh, Iriana Descence. She goes by Eerie for short. Oh, Iridescence. That's good. <laughs> Iridescence. Is that her stage name? Is Iridescence? Uh-huh. Oh, that's good. Oh, does she have an old tech instrument? Ooh. Or maybe that's her secret instrument. Maybe that's the thing that she messed with. Maybe it, like, it works like a regular instrument but you can if you were able to interface with it correctly there's some old tech that works in there Ooh, i like it to do something cool but instead it just hurt somebody i loved mm. oh that's good uh yeah. i like confiscate for a last name oh man that's why she that's why she went into hiding because she couldn't stand performing anymore with her signature oh. instrument. Oh. Because it, it, it literally was the thing that hurt the one she loved. That's very good. Maybe, okay, maybe like there is a concept of bards in this world, but they're people who play with the old the old tech. Mm-hmm. And Ooh, I, I like experiment that. with old tech, so maybe at some point <laughs> in order to resolve something, I could make you an instrument and you could once, once again mm-hmm. become a bard. I really think the the second question there, what do I have from long ago, uh, is this uh, old tech instrument that I haven't picked up since that day because I'm it just sad. scares me too much. This is very good. Oh, I this is a this you could build this character up for very good character arc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of my favorite thing is like putting the character in a place where it's very easy for them to have a lot of character, like either go either go like deeper or like rise above it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very mm-hmm. fun. <laughs> um, oh, I just kind of want to call this character Deny Confiscate, but also that's kind of like a little, maybe a little too. Uh, I have my name, I think. This might be the fastest I've Ooh. ever come up with a name. Um, my character's name is going to be Dahlia Luminous. Ooh, that's nice. good. Nice. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's good. Dahlia. Dahlia. This character generator just, uh said that I should name my character Amelia. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, thank you. Um, no, it's going to suggest Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I had a, I actually had a generator suggest a name to me that had, it was like Dakota. It was like a noir um, 
like a noir investigator like <laughs> thing, and it turned out like Dakota Wright, and I was like, Dakota, how is your name in this? Is your name actually Wright? Uh, <laughs> oh, that's a pun. He would appreciate that. I that's what I said to him, and he laughed. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, I'm trying to think like what's a good name that could go with. How about Marina Hermes? Because Hermes isn't a Ooh. god in this, right? No, I love it. Okay. Uh, their name would be Marina Hermes. I went with a slightly more similar. <laughs> None of that. Marina Hermes, a right. doctor. I'm not very good at talking to people. And they have that limb from Ryan. What was your name? My name was Iriana Desence. Oh, that's right. <laughs> How could I forget? Iridescence. <laughs> Iridescence. Well, that's their stage name. Uh huh. There's like posters somewhere. A couple mm -hmm. people in town are big fans of Iridescence. I, I have a lot of, uh, like, light effects in my shows and stuff like that, and it, it's very subtle light effects that make everything, like, kind of glow, depending yeah. on the angle that you're looking at it. What if you had, like, like a big cape that was, like, beautiful, like, cut in a shape that looked like a, like a beautiful iridescent, like, bug wing, but it was a cape? Oh, yeah. And it, like, shimmered <sighs> as you walked. That'd be so mm -hmm. cool. Oh, you have that cape somewhere in your closet? Oh, I love it. Uh-huh. Oh, I, I put that. away my stage cape. It's good. Um, this is my cape. <laughs> I would like to say, so I feel like we have, you wanted a softer character and yours is very barred. Maybe I'm the one that knows science fantasy jujitsu. Maybe I'm the one who's previously been like, maybe not like a soldier, but like someone who's had to learn things to be able yeah. to mm -hmm. survive. Explains how you lost your original. Oh, well, yeah, if, I was a soldier and I lost it in the war. Well, I mean, if, maybe that's why I'm so jaded about the city-states and everything. Maybe you're from the city-state yeah. that we're in now because oh, yeah. they're more a more war-based state. Mm -hmm. So you might have some actual uh, information about the way that they conduct themselves, which mm -hmm. allowed us to get to where we're at now. Well, yeah, I can, I can pretend I, I still have some of my, like, papers from being a soldier so i can still be like excuse me i'm a captain and whatever get out of my way yeah exactly. and also yes. i've seen what they do and how they think and i know that it is not a place i want clairvoyance uh -huh. growing up in oh yeah i like and that a lot i want to make sure she grows up and is that the most healthy and most intelligent person on this planet and mm -hmm. also if she ever gets hurt i'll always be there to stitch her back up again Oh, that's amazing. So, <laughs> this is my doter. Oh, I was going to say, are we the bi are any of us the biological parents of this child? Oh. I don't think so. Yeah. I'm I'm not sure. I want to say no as well. Yeah. I mean, I know I certainly Yeah. Am. I was like, I don't think I am. I think that would put my character. I think that put them in kind of a weird spot. Yeah. Yeah. But I I I would say no to that as well. Oh, how old is she as well? Ooh. I'm picturing fairly young, like five or yeah. six. Yeah, and we've been here for about five or six years. Oh. Like, literally, we took wow. her away as a baby. Yeah, I think we we, f we fled here and put her in a manger, and then we, we cleaned this place up. Uh-huh. Um, and, and I'm thinking it's because um, her biological parent had passed. One during. of her biological parents passed. One of her bi other biological parents is someone very important in title. Ooh. Or maybe a, the city stayed over or something and they're pressuring title or... 
Yeah, I mean, I want that to be part of the yeah. conflict. Like, I know that, like, Ryan, I can tell, is like, no, we didn't kidnap this child, but I think no, that no, we did. I, yeah, no, I'm 100% for kidnapping this child. Um, <laughs> no, I think that the other parent... The other parent, the one that perished... Uh, was the one who was like, no, get her out of here. Yeah, like, this is not a great place. Out. Oh, yeah. What if you were her yeah. doctor? Did you I deliver yeah. this child? <laughs> you delivered yes, the I baby. delivered yes. this child, and I swore... I think I might have been related. I think I might be distantly related to her then. Like I might be her, her like second uncle or something. Because I think I was related to the person who, who was married to maybe like the, the arch baron or something, of title. Mm-hmm. I don't. I want to. Like what if there was something like super unique that happened? Could either related to the birth or not. That was kind of like the. Um, the tipping point of the prophecy, like the ley lines shifted, yeah, ooh. and it wasn't their time to shift. Yeah, no one could have I, predicted it. I like that. Like the moment that they came into the world, the, the ley lines shifted. With her first cry, magic was breathed back into the world in the way oh, that we knew it. God. Things shifted again, oh, so and now they are in order—an order that's waiting for her to grow up. Oh my god. This is so bad. <laughs> when I get to say those things, I'm like, I am GMing this game right now. You, you are my players. Yes. <laughs> Sit down. We, we have, have to, to play. play. It's too late. We already shared yeah, our secrets. Uh-huh. We can't it's play a good time it now. now. All right. So um, let me see. What else was on your list? I think we're done with character creation. Um, is there anything else we want to talk about? Well, we've got the we've got the backgrounds uh, all taken care of, basically, for all of our people and. We've got our yeah. characters created. That that pretty much wraps up the the first uh, big part of our series. Yeah, mm-hmm. we, we did, did it. We made these people. We made this place where they're they gonna live. We yeah. made some terrible things. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how the characters interact too, because we all have a lot of baggage. Uh huh. Yeah, because some of us have got to be like super devout. Like I definitely am not interested in hearing people not be entirely devoted to this child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I guess I wonder, like, how did Ryan and I end up, like, drawn into this then? I wonder if, I wonder if it might be. Like, Ryan's clearly running away from yeah. something. Yeah, it might be like, I I was running away, and so were you, and we kind of met, and you happened to be someone of the old, quote-unquote, I guess, faith. I don't know. I'm not sure mm-hmm. how I feel about that, saying that that way, but um, of, of these past deities, and... Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. We traveled for a short time together, and I eventually like revealed that that's who I'm carrying. And you were like, "Oh, perfect! I get to hide away, and I get uh-huh. to like." There's a possibility of of like being important, but in a different mm-hmm. way than I I've was. I've definitely written music before all of this went down about this prophecy. That's yeah. how I know the prophecies through your music. Oh. <laughs> but I don't know that that's who you are. Yeah. Um, I like the idea that like. I have already been living. I was actually about to say that. I was like, you were the one who was keeping the keep together. And we went there because maybe the person who died, my um, like cousin or something, uh, they told me to, to come here. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. maybe they knew you. Right. Like maybe we were friends mm-hmm. or. Yeah. Some kind of past relationship, and, it, and or it's all these coincidences uh, that piled up together to lead us to this hidden ley line, yeah, n- circular nexus that 
we didn't even know about until we got there. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that your music is about this prophecy too, partly because of your instruments. Yes. Yeah. So some whole, some whole, somehow clairvoyance is connected to the old technology. But also, I want to say to make this like super uh, dramatic and like soap opera, it could be that Amelia. What's what's your name of your character again? Uh, Dahlia. Dahlia, which is a beautiful flower, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, Dahlia. It fit my druid. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Dahlia could have been in like a very close, perhaps romantic relationship with my cousin, like before they ended up marrying. And so there is this element of blame of like, why couldn't you save them? And that can yes. create tension between our characters because that means that we both kind of have conflicting interests there. Yes. Yeah. On top of the fact that, you know, this kid is a god that I don't and believe in. Also, I might be experimenting with things that are dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, this God, is- uh, I can't. I we would self implode, and it would be amazing. And- uh-huh. Oh my God! I see, and like I love these kinds of stories that have like this much. Like, I, I have been very not quiet for all the people that have listened to this show all the way through <laughs> um, about the fact that I love interparty conflict. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm really sad. So we much get the betrayer. Because I'm like, I don't know. It sounds like yeah. we've got enough. <laughs> Hold on. Do you want to hear the thing about, I want to read the betrayer to you and you'll understand why I say that it shouldn't be. Um, so let me actually, the the doc has a little bit more on the betrayer because the cards only have so much space. Um, so the turret. The turret is a selfish character. They see their other characters as tools for achieving their own ends. You get a plus two to personable. Your relationship is you create as many friendships as possible. One dice per character. Your secret. Gather as many secrets as possible and betray them. One dice per secret. Become suspect of betraying secrets. Your penalty is become suspect of betraying secrets before chapter three. One dice per character. Wow. So the idea is that at the end, you just are a shitty person. You're just a bad person. (laughs) At the end, end, you've, like, betrayed people's secrets and you have, like, turned people against each other. And at the very end, you're kind of revealed for who you've always Mm -hmm. been. Mm-hmm. And, like that doesn't necessarily. Oh, I love that. Although I feel like we kind of maybe have done that already. <laughs> I mean, that's why like it's nice to. That's why I kept the the archetype so vague because I mean mm-hmm. these were built off of these cards that said um, that all they said really was like the romantic, the leader, the creator, and mm-hmm. these characters are now so much more than that. So they can they may follow these rules, but that doesn't mean that that's all they are. Um, mm-hmm. And also right. one of my favorite things is yeah. figuring out like which archetypes y- you personally are. <laughs> really fun. I, and I really like oh, that the your type, your archetype is secret at the beginning of the game too. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it, it just adds that extra little layer of discovery. Yeah. And also when you start yes. reading a book, you don't really know who the bad guy and the betray- and like who the betrayer or the ally is gonna be quite yet until mm-hmm. you reach about that one third section. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting it's because uh, you look at my sheet, you could kind of glean a few things like I'm not agile, I'm not stalwart. I've got two in both of those. So obviously I'm not one of them that adds plus two to those stats. And I'm assuming those those qualities are quote unquote public knowledge. Yes, the qualities are public knowledge. You, yeah. It doesn't really matter. So, so I mean, you, you look at my personable, it's six. So I'm, maybe I leaned into my plus two a little bit on that one. Maybe I didn't. Yeah. I mean, they're supposed to be on character sheets. And I mean, like, yeah. usually it's not good etiquette to, like, lean over and look at other people's character sheets. Um, 
But you're right. You could gleam it, but it's definitely the people who want yeah. to figure it out. And honestly, within a couple minutes of play, they'd figure it out anyway. So if yeah, you want exactly. to do that, that's good on you. But like, don't ruin other people's fun who want to keep exactly. the secret. Secret, yeah. secret. Yeah. Anyway, are such mm-hmm. fun. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> Phyllis, I got a secret, 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 secret. <laughs> awesome. <sighs> All right. Well, thank you, Devin, so much for joining us for our Edifice character creation episodes. Thank you for having me. It's been really fun. Yeah. Do you want to go ahead and remind people where they can find you online? Um, Yeah. So people can find me at my website, which is www.devingeorgestudios.com. You can also find me at Twitter and Instagram at uh, the letter D, so D George Studios. Um, Yeah. Those are the two places. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yes. And you can find, I think it's your pinned tweet right now yes. is the um, beta it's for this the game. It's a pinned too, tweet so. at the top of my Twitter. But since that's not really permanent, uh, your best bet is actually on my website underneath the projects page. Um, Edifice is the very top one. And there's a thing that says you can find the beta PDF here. And you can just click on that. And there's a link to a Google Drive with everything you need. Um, and honestly, if you play... Please let me know how it goes, because I really want to know what you guys come up with. Um, just let me know what you think. Like, what's your favorite archetype? I want to know what people's favorite archetype is. That's the coolest thing. <laughs> yes. Just, just tweet at Devin yeah. about your I game. Will yell, Devin I wants will to hear about your game. I will about the game forever. I love talking about games and what people do and explore. Yeah, and we'll put a link to mm-hmm. it in our show notes, awesome. too, because it's, Yeah. People will want to find it, and they can. And this one is for free right now, so I'll probably leave the beta up for quite a while. Um, But yeah, my final, I really want it to be a lot longer because there's a lot of stuff I want to cover. That's more about um, because right now it's you guys can cut this. You don't have to put this in, but um, right now it's very bare bones, and I really kind of like would like to talk about the idea of like how this mimics a book and how to like lean into that and role playing and like being nice about role-playing as well and just like fluff things out to to give you a little bit more of an idea of what you're getting into <laughs> um, yeah absolutely and i think a lot of rpg books have that kind of stuff in there of like here's you know how to play this game too like not just the rules but what, like what feeling are you evoking and how do i make you feel that feeling right. while you're reading it mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah Well, Devin, thank you for doing this. Thank you to everyone for listening. And please join us next week for our discussion portion. Character Creation Cast is a production of the One Shot Podcast Network and can be found online at www.charactercreationcast.com. Head to the website to get more information on our hosts and guests, or even some of our character sheets. Character Creation Cast can be found on Twitter at CreationCast. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan Bolter, and I can be found on Twitter at Lord Neptune. Our other host, Amelia Antrim, can be found on Twitter at Ginger Reckoning. Music for this episode is used with a Creative Commons license or with permission from the podcast they originated from. Further information can be found within the show notes. Our main theme music is Hero Remix by Steve Combs and is used with a Creative Commons license. This podcast is owned by us under Creative Commons. This episode was edited by Ryan Bolter. 
Further information for the game systems used in today's guests can also be found in the show notes. If you like the systems discussed and wish to purchase them, links to the products can be found in the show notes. Also, check the notes or the website for cool stuff to go with each character, such as dice or mixtapes. Thanks for joining us. And remember, we find that the best part of any role-playing game is character creation. So go out there and create some amazing people. We will see you next time. Show blurbs. Show blurbs. Show blurbs. Show blurbs. Show blurbs. Character Creation Cast is hosted by the One Shot Podcast Network. If you enjoyed our show, visit oneshotpodcast.com where you'll find other great shows like System Mastery. System Mastery is a delightful stroll through the history of role playing games. Except the games are terrible and the hosts are real jerks about everything. Join hosts Jeff and John as they explore the weirdest games ever made to talk about what worked, what went wrong, and which Silverhawk was the best. It was Hot Wing, don't even add us. Find their shows at SystemMasteryPodcast.com or OneShotPodcast.com. Finally. In the universe of Starwall Odyssey, space is made out of the collective imaginations of all the thinking beings who live on various planets. These worlds are connected to each other through imagination. Common themes and ideas are strings between universes. And to get between them, people fly wooden ships that look like animals, which are powered by emotions. Also, people communicate with each other by contemplating orbs. The only way you can take pictures is getting stared at by a big psychic bug. And people have already declared victory in a war over the very concept of evil. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Starwall Odyssey follows the adventures of the hapless inhabitants of the Lucky Finn Tenement Building, who suddenly find that their apartment is actually a spaceship, and that they're lost in a sea of boundless imagination. It's an actual play starring me, James D'Amato, Mel D'Amato, Allie Grauer, and Drew Merzieski, as we playtest the No Kings system, which will hopefully one day be the Skyjacks role-playing system. It toes the line between weird and wonderful slice of life and high-flying space fantasy. You can sample the first five episodes by searching for Starwall Odyssey on your favorite podcast app, or get the whole thing by heading to patreon.com slash one-shot podcast and signing up for $5 a month or more.